Croc Elite, a podcast about no effects. Hello there, Red. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Eddie. How are you? Good. I'm all right. I just don't know how these kids are going to get in. Oh, right. They're all outside and the door's locked, so... Mm-hmm. I... It doesn't work. It doesn't work. In, in Previously, to solve mm-hmm. this solution, I have put the... Because um, I don't want to give them a key. You don't, if they lose it or, you know, a bad person takes it, mm, yes, yeah. you know, and there are bad people around. We know this. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, bad people are a threat. So I, I just leave the latch on. You could leave the latch on, couldn't you? you? Yeah. And then those kids yeah. can gain entry to where you live. Do you know what? I was going to suggest that they fold each other up and post them through the letterbox, but mm. your idea is much better. Yeah. Which is presumably why today we're going to be talking to the latchkey kids and not the, and and not the folded up damaged <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah, they're next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got the folded up damaged children next week for interview. Really happy to see them on the MPF announcement. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, yeah. <laughs> Such a shame hot water music had to drop out, but at least we've got the folded up damaged children replacing them with minors. <laughs> it's not true. Hot water music is still, uh, at, at time of uh, publishing, still playing MPF. Do, do you, what do you think hot water music think of hot water comedy club? I don't know that. Now, this is interesting because I remember back in the long ago when hot water comedy started as two brothers with a dream yeah, uh, yeah. put on um, a comedy night in like ho- in a hotel function room in yeah. Liverpool. Well, I think it started above the Crown Pub and then it oh. did move to the Holiday Inn just across the, the, the square. Near near um, Lime Street Station, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, so uh, and, and it was always, always called Hot Water Comedy as far as I was aware. Yeah. And uh, Paul and Binty Blair, the brothers who founded it and still run it to this very day, the uh-huh. you know the the monolith, monolith, whatever it is, big massive thing that it is. Um, I I never took them as fans of like punk rock. <laughs> no, I don't think they're named after hot water music, and that's it. But I can't shake <laughs> it. Every the association, every time I think of hot water comedy, I think of hot water music, and um. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. So I imagine someone has said to them that there is a band called Hot Water Music, but I don't know. Maybe, probably not, though. I don't know. Lots of people play there. Like, for context, people who probably don't even know what we're talking about, you know, we have like people from uh, America listening and all that. Hot Water Comedy is kind of like uh, it's a comedy club um, based in Liverpool, England, and it's Mm. sort of like. Its brand has become very impressive, very mm. well known. It's sort of like I would describe it as like the comedy store of our generation. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, because it's also associated with a certain type of yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A certain a certain generation of comedy. I'm going to say not a certain type because <laughs> they have all sorts of people on, but a certain generation of comedy. Yes, you're absolutely right. So. Yeah, no, they, they, yeah, like we say, humble beginnings to two venues. 
like, I think they per- might have more than two venues. Or I know like at least one of their venues has multiple rooms. Yes, yes. Um, and, and they have like podcast studio spaces and things like that. If I'm and not they mistaken. do like tour shows similar to Comedy Store and other similarly large comedy clubs they'll yeah. do like road shows so in other cities they'll they'll still do like yeah hot water on the road sort of style venues. things yeah 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 and a couple of um a couple of sort of massive acts have come out of there with, with and sort of very closely identified with that that uh that club and stuff like that yeah like paul smith does arenas and yeah adam rowe is doing very well yeah absolutely um and those and those are two very they're very associated with and i don't think they would mind being mentioned as associated with uh that kind of thing so that's what that is but uh, i don't think yeah no i i don't know it would be interesting to know if hot water music know that because i think well paul smith the sort of resident compare and arguable breakout star of hot water comedy i think he has more video footage of him than any other comedian ever yeah okay because sort of uh, seems to put out a clip of him of his compare or he did for a while put a clip of his comparing at least a couple from each show he did and he was comparing a huge number of those shows so it's sort of uh yeah it's just just massive so so it's nice that Hot Water Music named themselves after Hot Water Comedy, which is the conclusion that I've arrived at. But if you've not got your tickets, if you're in the UK and you've not got your tickets for Manchester Punk Festival, would highly recommend getting them while they're hot because mm-hmm. it's going to be a cracking weekend. Absolutely. Um, and I'm really looking forward to, you know, because like I, I know we've had like the first announcement, but it's never the final announcement. Like I'm oh. looking forward to hearing who else they add. Um, because it looks like there's only one headliner announced so far. There's one sort of head and shoulders above headliner, isn't there? And then, mm. so I guess we'll find out, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I'm always intrigued to find out who, who we get. It's always interesting to know, like who, <laughs> you know, who, uh, MPF, you know, like, like what, what the sort of like band of artists they can get. Are I think I'm always like surprised of like oh okay yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely um, I'm always excited because I know the 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 organisers do ask the Bronx every year because they really want the Bronx to come and do it right um, but uh, sadly make, sadly not yet making it work with all of the uh, logistics and other stuff well yeah because it's yeah. the 29th to the 31st of March um, yeah and. Uh, I think it's still quite. I think a lot of the acts that have been confirmed are UK hmm. based. There are some that aren't. Uh, Hot Water Music, for example, uh, a Wilhelm Scream, Tsunami Bomb. You know these uh, other bands. I don't know. Oh, uh, Cat Bites. They're from the US as well, aren't they? And I can promise that there will be a lot of friends of the show at our stage you know so we're going to be booking the comedy stage mm. um i'll be hosting um eddie will be there have i asked you yet not in any official capacity but <laughs> you you're on the, the i have a document where i'm like these are the people who i'm going to ask and you're definitely cool. on that um, I, mean, I mean i i didn't <laughs> want to 
make any assumptions, but I'd be really hurt if I wasn't on <laughs> Right? That'd be so funny. <laughs> Deeply upset, yeah. Yeah, we've got, like, Tom B, Andrew Marsh. <laughs> no, Eddie. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, if I buy a ticket for the festival, can I come in, please? Uh, no, absolutely no, not. Oh, no. <laughs> this isn't doing my imposter syndrome any good at all, Red. This is, this is going in my fucking show. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it, it is, it's going to be well worth it. It's, but yeah, uh, I, I am, I'm like actively trying to book people that we've had on the show so mm. that if you are like, you know, fan of the show, you enjoy what we do here. Um, you should definitely come down to our comedy stage and, uh, hang out and see some of the people that we've had conversations with. We are, I'm still campaigning to have it called the punk rock elite comedy stage, but you know, we may, we may be a few, <laughs> steps, we may be, we may be a couple of years away from that. <laughs> But that's what I'll be doing. Because <laughs> everyone goes to a punk festival for the comedy, right? That's Absolutely. Just, uh, you know, that's what people go, yes, but who are the comedians? Well, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out eventually. <laughs> but that, but you know, it's it's not just a music festival. There is also um, dinner and comedy. Yeah, there is One vegan more. dinner. There is vegan dinner, yes. If it's the same setup as last time, I'll be absolutely delighted with that because it, be, uh, yeah. it was delicious. So, yeah, that's all. Uh, that's probably the most exciting stuff uh, at the moment. And we just keep an eye out. Follow Manchester Punk Festival on all of the socials and you will find out um, uh, who gets added uh, as we go. I've just, I've just seen there's a band called Grot Bags. <laughs> it's cool which is the name of a, a green witch character from um the emu rod hull and emu show yes absolutely yeah, yeah so that's great um and yeah and uh all sorts of things going on oh we've got friend of the show random hand on as well so uh always worth uh have a listen to their new record as well it's really really good so if you like your if you like your scar but you like it core scar core yeah which is when you skank over buildings and stuff oh okay yeah i thought you just like skank angrily no no well like i i, I figured it was like parkour but scar core oh, is okay. when you like you like just run over bits of city yeah but you do it while swinging your arms and with your knees very high <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh that's what i'd like to see People who think, you know, people who are going, well, this parkour's pretty good. I just I just ran up a block of flats on the outside. Okay, but did you do it on the offbeat? Get back down and start again. This does sound like a PlayStation 1 game from like the <laughs> noughties, like Papa the Rapper. And I feel like Suggs is a playable character. <laughs> you get to unlock Suggs. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah he's a legacy character. Yeah, and I think, I think Dickie Barrett is the main boss. Yeah, sure. Yeah, just there in like a, a massive like plaid suit, just <laughs> just swings at you. Yeah, it'd be good, I think. And um, you know, if uh, and um, what was his name? Terry Hall from uh, the specials is is sort of like the mentor of it all, like a sort of a, a, a very solemn spiritual character in it. So anyway, sorry, we're do- we're doing that thing again where we're just casting people from bands in things that they don't want to do and we would love to see so it's um it's weird non-consensual casting that we do here at um 
Punk Rock Elite Towers. <sighs> have you been up to much, Red? Uh, I have been uh, writing the pantomime that we're oh, good. appearing in in December. That's all on sale now. It's been announced. You yes, get I tickets saw. at uh, Contact Theatre in Manchester. Um, and then... We've had some shows at Leadmill. I got to work with Brian Butterfield at Peter Serafenowicz's sketch Ooh, character. Amazing. Um, and the show's incredible. If you it, do do see if, if if tickets are still available for his tour, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so sure because I know it did sell out pretty quick, but do have a look, see if he's coming to a town near you. It's a sensational show, um, particularly if you're a fan of his uh, Naughties sketch show. Mm. Um, and it's been really interesting seeing like the backstage of it all because Brian Butterfield is essentially like the character looks dramatically different to Peter. So he has to wear like a full body suit and there's prosthetics involved. He has two makeup people with him. Yeah, he has about a freezer 200 full of pounds ice. heavier than Peter. Yeah. Which is yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, Which is why he has a freezer full of ice, which he like packs his suit with to stop himself from just melting. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but great show, and a re- and, and a really, really, genuinely proper, lovely uh, man as well. I I always assumed he was, and it's quite funny because he, I was, if you don't know, Peter Serafinowicz is possibly one of the most gifted mimics, yes, in show business. Um, which hides the fact because I always forget that he's like he's from Liverpool. He, d- yeah, he doesn't and- have a very strong Scouse accent. He sounds like Neil Morrissey from Men Behaving Badly. Yeah, he does. Um, I think that he is more Scouse now than I've ever know- known him to be. Main- oh, really? Maybe because he's not like doing TV and stuff like that. Maybe there was a pressure on him to not sound Scouse. But if you if you meet him now, you're like, oh fuck, you're Scouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's quite strange. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe he always sort of had a. Um, uh, maybe he sort of toned down the Scouse. Like if he ever appeared on panel shows and stuff, which he didn't do a lot of, sadly, because I think he went off to like work in the US. I know his brother does a lot of script writing in the US. Well, his brother is the writer for the show and yeah. does a lot yeah, of like, the tech bits on the show, tours with him. But wouldn't it have been great if when Peter Serafinowicz was voicing Darth Maul, which did happen and is true. Yes. If he did that a bit, Scouse. Hmm. Yeah, there we go. Because he was sort of uh, 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 like eh, eh, eh. that would have been. <laughs> we'll bring down the Jedi. Yeah, down um, Skywalker. Hey, what? Hey, Qui Gon Jin. What are you doing, la? Yeah, you know, it'd be that would be good. Because <laughs> uh, I think he did like two lines. That's all Darth Maul has in the first. Um, oh, in, really? In that. And then he doesn't. Darth Maul's been a character in some of the cartoons and stuff, but I don't think Peter's done the voice for those Shame. ones. Though, so, yeah. Um, but he does. He does. He told a story about when uh, he went to to record that, just in a recording studio in London. George Lucas was there, and and he was like, oh, "Okay, brilliant." So, um, what's the? He went to for the backstory, the motivation, and stuff like that. And George Lucas just went, "Just make him really evil sounding." <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah great um so yeah <laughs> but uh but he is he is uh he's a crazy crazy gifted um mimic and and that, and that sketch show they did that he did with his brother was, was pretty good but yes very much so cool well uh i think uh those 
those kids are beginning to turn blue, so we should probably let them in and let them have a warm. Yeah, let's uh, let's make them some tea. Absolutely, get them get them. Well, they're from the north, aren't they? So get them get them around the tin bath uh, in front of fireplace. Um, with the with the blanket on, and uh, we'll bring in uh, Mike and Ben from the Latchkey Kids. Do check them out. Do go and get that uh, they've um, they've got not long since had uh, some music released. They're on uh, Bandcamp and all the rest of it. But until then, do enjoy our chat with them. And here they are. We are sitting with Mike and Ben from the Latchkey Kids. Hello. 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 How are you guys doing? Very good. Very well. Very well at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Glad to hear it. Uh, just to to break the uh, break the illusion uh, a little bit. The, we're chatting on uh, the day or the day after. Um, I think it's the day the, the Manchester Punk Festival 2024 lineup's been announced, so we've been uh, been getting excited about that. Uh, so do go and uh, find out about that because when this goes out, there will definitely be tickets left. It'll be very close to it, so that's what we're excited about. Because you yeah. are you are Manchester based, aren't you? I understand. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been uh, Manchester based. Um, well, I've been Manchester based throughout my whole life. So yeah, I've, I've really have uh, been around the mill, seen lots of bands come and go, and and um, and, and very very friendly with the uh, with the Man- uh, Punk Fest um, crew, and, and go there each year, check it out. It's absolutely fantastic what they've been doing year on year. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the, the 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 bands that they bring in now, you know both the big headliners and and you know giving chances to some of the smaller bands and then some of the stalwarts you just see, you know, year in, year out. It's absolutely fantastic. It's so good to see. And I think they've had the, you know, the ups and downs with fest with um, venues closing and, and things over yeah. the years, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, but they've really come through. Um, so yeah, proud of a bunch of them. And yeah. with, you know, like bands, uh, unfortunately having to cancel due to like, you know, COVID or travel restrictions. Um, it's really nice to see them still, you know, like like from a, a customer's point of view, I don't think anybody's ever held any of that against them. I think there's always been they've always been quite understanding about uh, cancellations, um, mainly because MPF are quite good at communicating, and, and you kind of always yeah. feel in the loop with them. They, you don't feel like it's uh, you know bad business decisions gone wrong or anything like that. You don't feel like uh, I thought this band were playing. Oh yeah, apparently they're not. No, don't look at this bulge of money in my pocket you don't you know that kind of we're not talking fire festival kind of shit going on, uh, you know, which is uh, which is quite the relief anyway um so mike and ben uh, thank you so much for being here uh, would you please uh, introduce yourselves uh for the listeners at home uh, what it is that you do uh, yeah well i'm uh, mike hayes i play bass and i sing in a, a band called the latchkey kids based out of manchester and I'm Ben Mottasad, uh guitarist, Latchkey Kids. We go, lovely. And uh, how long have the Latchkey Kids been going? Um, well, we started uh, just before uh, COVID hit, really. So uh, sure. me, me, there's, there's three of us. There's, there's myself, there's Ben, and there's Joe on drums. Um, and we've been friends for uh, years and years and years and years, uh, in and out of bands together, Um and me and me and Ben in particular, 
uh, been playing music together for probably 20 years, <laughs> I want to say. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I think every band I've been yeah. in, I've been in <clears throat> Ben. Um, so, so yeah, so we, we, we just come out of, um, of, uh, of, of uh, a couple of bands um, doing some strange kind of music. We thought, let's just go, you know, go back to our roots a little bit. So we started writing some, some punk rock songs, some kind of emo songs. And then, uh, and then we thought, this is great. Let's get Joe on board. He'll play his drums, doesn't he? So we've got Joe on board. Joe says, yeah, great, let's do it. Wrote a couple of songs and then, boom, COVID hit. And then just completely, as everything else, <laughs> oh, no. took it out for two years solid. Uh, but we kind of used that time to just do some writing and just kind of figure out some songs. So, so really, when we when we could when we could, we got back kind of twenty twenty one and and just practiced all these songs a bit, and then we were kind of ready to go. Um, and so we've been kicking around the scene for the last kind of um, eighteen months, year two years, something like that. Yeah, now. something like that. Now, yeah, it's yeah. been going pretty well actually. Yeah, but seeing like, you know, like uh, no shortage of like content that you guys are putting out and seeing you on like uh, some really exciting bills. And I feel like every time another bill pops up, you're like slightly higher on the bill as well. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's really nice to see. Yeah. I think with this, because we've we've been around for such a long time, just in the music scene and and, uh, especially Manchester, you know, when, when we were, when we were first, rocking around a band you did it a certain way you know you'd find the promoters you'd ask the promoters you can have a gig and all this and, and that's yeah. kind of how it went uh and then you'd you know put your songs out and stick onto myspace if you're lucky and somebody would ask you, you know, yeah all songs. Uh, and then you know we took all this time away we, we kind of got back out there and we we're like well how do you get gigs anymore who's the promoters <laughs> and how do you do this and, and joe it never he never really uh he had a twitter but he'd certainly not been on instagram so he thought i'm gonna get myself an instagram watch key kids instagram and uh, and off he went, and he just <laughs> made so many friends. Like it, it, social media, in the purest of, of, of terms, yeah. you know, made wow. connections and friends, and 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 he just absolutely loves it. He loves talking to people, loves finding out what's going on out there. And just with that, it's just been you know the, the gigs and things that have followed. Really, you know, it's always like, oh, you got this coming up. Can we play? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Off you go. <laughs> yeah, it's just been really nice. Yeah, that's incredible. I did. Um, I'm around, I saw you on a. Um... Uh, no money in the bank lineup as well yeah 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 coming coming up that one yeah oh, okay. yeah thank oh goodness. okay sure Th- thank goodness i was correct <laughs> yeah 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 coming up oh, that no. one so just announced our kind of uh winter run of shows uh so we've got one on there yeah oh yeah. fantastic excellent yes friends of the friends of the show if you've yeah. not listened to the no money in the bank episode uh dear listener i recommend you uh do that uh, fantastic and so when um what's your sort of origin story how did you get into into punk rock and uh and the emo and all the all the all the good stuff go on, go? yeah be- your, yours is the better story <laughs> <laughs> <Not really. laughs> um for me it was um through high school all i listened to was nirvana like and before high school as well so i had a, um, a close friend who had an older brother um, who had Bleach and Nevermind and just got me hooked straight away. And then um, when I went to high school, um, made a few friends, all sort of similar tastes of music, and they were like, oh, have you, um, here's a mixtape. No effects, Rancid, Op Ivy. So I was just like blown away. So then it was just like, it was literally those, those bands that I would just listen to all throughout high school uh, and still 
pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then I think, and then moving up to Manchester, um, going out to rock clubs, um, and that's sort of when the whole sort of emo thing sort of came in, and you'd hear like these bands, and you'd run up to the DJ and ask him, you know, who's this? What's this? What's album? What album's this off? So, uh, yeah. so, but yeah, No Effects was always like from high school, like very much the core of my uh, my listening library. So. They are the sort of Rosetta Stone of uh, of punk, aren't they? In in many oh, ways, <laughs> give you the access to all of them. Uh, fantastic. And uh, Mike, what about you? Yeah, I, I was I was a little bit more sheltered then, Ben. I think growing up, he was in a he grew up in a very musical town, um, and a lot of a lot of very kind of established musicians came out of that town. Uh, it's like Kidderminster way, wasn't it? Um, Whereas, whereas I Not was Kidderminster. Let's just make that straight. Sorry, sorry. Let me... Right. <laughs> Why don't you let us know the exact town it was, Ben? It was Bridge North. Bridge, Bridge North. North. Sure. Very well. Um, and but yeah, I was a bit more sheltered. I kind of uh, went to this, this old boys grammar school where punk rock was not the listen to kind of music. So I buddied up with this one this one lad, um, and we just kind of. Um, uh, just slowly, slowly got into, you know, we, we got into, I think we got into Green Day and Offspring, and then we kind of went through that route. Um, and you do the old thing of, of opening the CD, looking at the liner notes, and go, right, well, who are they thanking? Okay, Screeching Weasel, right, we'll go there next. Let's go listen to all Screeching Weasel. And, okay, right, well, who are they thanking? Great, we'll go there next. I just kind of worked our way, and it, and it was, you know, and I, I did joke about it before, but it was, it was very much like pre, you know certainly pre-Spotify, pre-really internet. So we um, we just used to have to find it and then go into the CD shops. And there was this great shop in Affleck's Palace, which uh, those of you who've been to Manchester mm. will definitely know it. And those of you who haven't been to Manchester have probably heard of it. And it's just this kind of a bohemian collection of, of small shops and things. And there was this one one chap who basically used to sell bootleg CDs and bootleg videos. Um, yeah. So, so went in there, rifled through the CDs and got this old bootleg um, uh, No Effects Live concert. And I was like, this is it. This is great. Let's go listen to this. Um, and then from there, just, just you know, again, listening to more and more, reaching out to more and more people uh, who, who, you know, you could find them in the school and in the area. Um, and, and then, yeah, it wasn't, it was really when I, when I got to uni and, uh, and I met up with, with Ben that things really kind of took a hold. I think we started, started really kind of writing music like them. Nice. Mm. I got, I actually got a no effects video from that shop in Affleck Palace <laughs> uh, live in, live in Edinburgh in about 1993. <laughs> wow. Um, and every so often you'll note it, Mike jumps and you notice that he's got his leg in plaster he's he like broke his knee or something so <laughs> he's got like this so he's yeah it's really really mad because i got a, i got a rancid uh concert from about 95 but i think i've seen that one and that was like <clears throat> brixton academy or something and i think i've seen that one on youtube i've not seen the no effects one so i feel like i should um digitize <laughs> it somehow yeah, it's, like, it. it's like a vhs he, the guy just used to run them off all day didn't he behind the counter yeah. and then <laughs> oh someone's bought that one i'll do another one yeah it's really yeah. bad quality and really poor yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what it, come back in an hour i'll have it ready for <laughs> you <laughs> well, what, yeah well what's great is that on on one of them there's like a full Muffs concert afterwards just on it. <laughs> and 
and then like a bit of a really old Green Day one as well. There's like they they just they just sort of ha- they weren't labelled that way. It's like they clearly just taped over it and just went. Uh, no one's buying the Muffs one. Put no effects one on top of it. It'll be fine. So, uh, Green Day encore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With sort of a very young Green Day, um, sort of doing it was like Kaplunk era. I think it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it and it and obviously it's nice that you know. It's not just one bloke just going. I'll just do videos of these and sell them off. I don't give a fuck. Oh, you know, <laughs> from you know. So, I mean, I don't know how legal the entirety of Affleck's Palace was in the, when I was visiting. Uh, fire safety was questionable. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Given the shop is made of posters and and just sort of <laughs> held on the wall with hairspray, it's like this place is going up if anything goes on. Anyway, good. Um, so, do you remember? Well, I mean, you, you do, do you remember sort of the very first time you heard No Effects, or is it just sort of? Uh, uh, um, the whole thing just blended into one. Um, I think, well, like I said, I think, like I said, it was like just a mixtape for me. It must have been around like ninety-five, somewhere around there, ninety-four, maybe. Even. Um, so it was, you know, a while ago now. But um, yeah, it would just literally be like one or two songs on a, on, a, on a cassette. And then you'd be like, right, well, where do I get the, this album? You couldn't find it in your local record store, especially where, especially in Bridge North. Well, one, there wasn't a record store. So I'd have to go to like Wolverhampton or Birmingham. And so, yeah. And whether they stocked anything or not was, you know, was another question. So it was, um, you'd get like, passed down cassettes or like uh, another friend of mine, his older brother, he got, um, got cassettes sent to him in the post. He would all like, you know, the uh, order ones that you get. <laughs> and, uh, oh, wow, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, and then you'd make a copy of that. So, but by that point, it's like, it's been copied so many times. You can barely make out what's going on. <laughs> and, and they stopped writing the name of the actual band on the tape like three bands <laughs> ago. So. Yeah. It's all photocopy faded, like photocopy after photocopy. But, um, yeah, so it's been been around that time. But... Do you remember which tracks they were? Um, I think it would have been something from Punkin' Drublick. Right. I would have thought um, Punkin' Drublick and potentially, actually, ribbed, ribbed, oh. Green Corn. I'm pretty sure Green Corn was on there. Nice. So, um, yeah. That was probably my first. That was my first introduction to it. Nice. Yeah. What about yourself, Mike? Um, yeah, I, a mate of mine um, kind of got a couple of a couple of the albums by this point, and he, he'd done it. He'd done a mix for me, um, and 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 on that was just like yeah, all all the all the hits. I had. I do remember though. Um, this probably was the back end of the nineties. Was was Punkarama? What do I want to say? Punkarama three with uh, and it opened with an OFX track with three gasoline on the fire. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> and I remember listening to that and thinking, "This is absolutely rad." And and that and along with the mixtape. Um, and then uh, it was funny actually. I remember we. Uh, I, I was I was this thinking, "This is it. No effects, my band. No effects, my band. I want to start a band like this." And um, and so I, I I reached out to one of the other only punks in the school, 
He was a year younger, two years younger. And he's a guy with mohawk and he, he had like, you know, proper leather jacket and, and tartan red trousers, dot lines <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, this guy will know. So I was like, yes, I'm uh, starting a band. Yeah. That, and for some reason, uh, I wanted to sound cooler than it, than it actually, well, of course, I want to sound cooler than it was when I was, I was in school. And I was like, yeah, we're, we're kind of like no effects, but you know, the early stuff. <laughs> no idea what i was talking about so he came in um the next day and this guy was a fully school even at that age he was a fully school punk rocker and he goes uh oh yeah yeah here's, here's some of the early stuff and give me give me a copy of maximum rock and roll <laughs> and i was like i don't want to sound anything like this no. <laughs> to be fair neither did they but yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing what a different band you could have been in now <laughs> had, had, had you just gone well i can't i can't go back this this, this kid two years younger than me won't think i'm cool if i back out now so yeah, we had a couple of practices i realized that i'm just i'm just not that kind of guy <laughs> no, no. yeah it's uh yeah no it's it's funny how uh the urge to pose is so strong. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, for me, at all times, I'm that I'm that bad at it. But you know, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's just that thing, isn't it? You, do, you when you find something you really like, you so want to belong, don't you? <laughs> so oh yeah, you, know, you right? want to look like the expert in it from day yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, because that's what people think are cool nerds. <laughs> why we're on this program right well, yeah absolutely yeah yeah that's it that's why we started the fucking thing yeah um cool uh brilliant well we've got uh we've got a sort of a handful of questions um that uh we ask everyone and uh the first one and feel free to uh nominate each other to go first until it no longer is entertaining uh but um do you have a favourite No Effects song? Well, you can take the first. Do you, do you want to take the first one? <laughs> what a question! <clears throat> um, I know it's an unreasonable one, but we ask it of everybody. Um, <laughs> no Effects podcast, so you, you would have heard you had something like that prepared, Ben. Sure, sure. Yeah, you would. You would think those like. I. You see, I have a thing. I'm. I really do like. I love some of the like. I love some of the tracks off uh, Liberal Animation. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I absolutely adore some of them. Um, so I. But. I don't find myself going back to it that often, so I can't say it's. I don't know. I mean, the, I decline, the decline is an absolute masterpiece, and I don't think it's ever going to get topped. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, that's a safe bet. Um, but I would say maybe Laurie Myers. Oh, that was my answer. Yeah, when, I was going to uh, say, Eddie would say that is the correct answer. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, going for correct, but uh, certainly I do admire anyone who does like Laurie Myers. I, uh, yeah, I'm very, yeah, very it's just um, for me, it's with no effects it was a lot to do with sort of the music especially around that sort of era of no mm. effects um it was just something that you didn't really hear all that often by other bands um well from all the bands i was listening to at the time and um yeah it's just i don't know it has 
it has something about it and it has like a almost a haunting quality um yeah so yeah it's i always find myself going back to that track it it's one of those the thing i love about it it's not the it's not that the octave chord work is like complex because god knows there's way more com- it's just oh, yeah. So, yeah it's just so effective yeah it's just, that's what they were so great at though it's just oh, perfect, it. yeah it, it it's got that that's that is the hook of the song because there's no chorus hook no 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 there's you know you the the sort <laughs> of the, there's no chorus to speak of but the the hook that is the beginning and the end with the uh the, the octave chords and that's the bit that is so visceral if, if it was just an instrumental i think it would work just as well but yeah. even then you get you know you get um kim shattuck singing on it as well it's just great it's so yeah yeah and it's also it's also got the drum beat as well. So yeah, yeah. that's an important part. Integral, really, yeah, <laughs> absolutely for me. It's you know people talk about linoleum quite rightly for that drum beat, but I'm like, it's not quite up to Laurie Myers though. It's still great, <laughs> obviously. But yeah, um, no, I love that. I, I also love. Sorry, go on. I was, I was just going to say that it kind of it kind of I, I find with no effects is like. Um, you know, there's a lot more to them, but but there's there's two very kind of clear sides. One of them is the kind of tongue in cheek, let's have a laugh, and you know, let's poke fun at, at, at this and that and the other. And then there's mm-hmm. some stuff in there that is so dark, and, and yeah. you really, you know, you mm-hmm. don't want to delve into any further than listening to the lyrics and go, something's gone on there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna step away, and then I'm gonna have a you know skank to the next song, you know, <laughs> get it ever <laughs> happened. Um, and I think that's kind of you know that's that's one of their enduring kind of the reasons why I think we go back to them so much. There's a lot of bands from that era, especially when, when punk, when that skate punk was kind of, you know, drifting into pop punk and it was just starting to really hit the mainstream. You know, there were these kind of bands who jumped on, you know, um, you know, got mouth and, and, you know, vandals and a few others Mm -hmm. where actually vandals much better, but you know, where, where they come on and they kind of have their, their, you know, trick almost. Right. They just go, this is the band we are, you know, we're a party band and we do this. Or, you know, this is the band, we're an angsty band, we do this. Yeah. There's no effects, it's really covered everything, you know, in terms yeah. of music, yeah. but also in terms of the content of what they were singing about. Yeah, it's like you could put put no effects in some sort of, like, um, centrifuge. You spin them round and round and out pops Blink-182 and Alkaline Trio. Yeah. <laughs> you just go push them back together. And then, you know, you've got... because. Because, you you know, you, well, I mean, I always use the example of On White Trash is an album with She's Gone and Buggly Eyes. <laughs> yeah. Both on it. And it's like, okay, they didn't, you know. They, I, and I love the fact they never asked permission to be that fucking varied on a single album. But, you know. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, it is. There's, there is the capacity for sort of genuine heartbreaking sort of raw wound exposure. Mm. And buggly eyes, you know, they're, they're, they're allowed to be in the same uh, the same thing, you know, and that's that's uh, tremendous. I go. On. I think to the point where you listen to to buggly eyes, and you're like, is this deeper than it? <laughs> Should I be reading into this more? Have I ever gone to bed with both? <laughs> has anyone? Has Bo? Yeah, but I, I just want to say, Ben, I. Uh, absolutely love the fact that you uh you gave a shout out to loving some of liberal animation because i don't think we've had that before yeah. 
It's, uh, yeah, it was one of those. Um, so after I first sort of discovered them, um, it was probably one of the first CDs of No Effects that I actually got. Um, and I came to Manchester and got it and bought it. And I was staying at um, my dad's at the time. And a couple of my friends came up and we literally bought this album, went back to his and just sat and listened to it from start to finish on repeat. Just, wow. and it was just amazing. Like, it's, obviously the production is horrific on it. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the songs are absolutely awful, but <laughs> there's some absolute gems in there. And I think I just, like, there's something about some of those songs Um like musically or what I think it is probably to do with like the awful production and all that kind of yeah your whole experience of it it's just it's just incredible like some of it is absolutely brilliant I think they were only about four or five years old as a band by that point you know mm-hmm. yeah so yeah and also that opening track is great though shut up already that, yeah that one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that one well because we've been going through all the albums and sort of, you know, having a, a good uh, a good look at them uh, over the past few months. Um, I think we were both kind of surprised at how much we did enjoy liberal animation, <laughs> in spite Absolutely. of it, in spite of it having some glaring flaws. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I live in a cake, um, <laughs> truck stop blues, etc. But yeah, they're really trying something. <laughs> they're, they're giving it all. That's it. And I think that was a two dayer as well. I think that was like recorded in two days or something like that. You know? Yeah, so, something something ridiculous. Yeah, there was something about that that era, and and we 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 did this on not to you know get into us, but we did that on our album. No, please do. We we recorded an album in October last year, and and we wanted it to sound like those early kind of late nineties punk rock and and, and emo. Um, albums where you know where the, the bands were just getting big but they had no money <laughs> so they had to <laughs> go in and just record that record the songs that they have very very quickly <laughs> and yeah. put it out and there's a real kind of you know call it nostalgia call it character but there's, there's a real quality about records of that era mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's like dexter hollander said i will put out your album but it needs to be with me by friday <laughs> <laughs> and there's like oh shit right yeah so <laughs> Yeah, no, I know what you mean, and I think that there's a, a vitality to some of those recordings and stuff like that that really is exciting. Yeah, especially now you can you can you know you can spend forever on a on an album, or you, you don't have to. You can you can do it in a week and make it sound as polished as anything. You know, sample yeah. drums and you know a plucky guitar into software amps, and off you go. Yeah, but I think if you can if you can capture some of that in the studio record it quickly otherwise you don't get an album kind of frenetic quality mm. you know you do come out with something something with a little more character and, <clears> and <throat> that's, that was our plan anyway with the album yeah well yeah it's the, it's the difference between uh you know something sounding like heavy petting zoo and something sounding like fuck the kids it's, <laughs> you know the, those the, that was the reason they did fuck the kids in like they record they recorded everything first take they managed to get through it without completely screwing up was what ended up on the seven inch because they were like we spent so long on heavy petting zoo <laughs> that's why they felt it lacked a bit so yeah it's, it's absolutely right what, what what's your favorite uh no effects song mike um 
I've got to say I'm more about the hits than Ben. <laughs> it's my job to keep on Rock Elite, I think, is 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 for me that you know, for for what I take out of no effects, it's like the quintessential no effects song for me. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, dirty, brilliant. it's quick, it's in there, you know. And I I always have this um this 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 thing that I refer back to when when I, when we write songs as well. Uh, and when we, you know, talk about how do we you know what song, what order should we put the set and, and you know, for the album, what, how should we do it? And I always say, just listen to those that era of effects albums where they just front loaded the fuck out of the album. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And it went in and it was just banger, 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 you know. And then you hit your scar and you, you know, <laughs> your other yeah. ones later down. Yeah. And you'd be five songs in before you know where you are. And I think that that one just, just really fucking nails it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's brilliant. We do, we, I think we we do that when we talk about the albums. We go, well, this is six tracks, no skip for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before before you start looking at the uh, looking at the skip button, you're like, oh, I'm six tracks deep before I consider moving on to the next one. So, yeah, Yeah. you're absolutely right. They do, they do front load it. I think we put out the War on Errorism episode. um, Is the most recent one, the one before this, and uh, I I was listening back to it. Just to make sure there were no glaring omissions or massive, you know, <laughs> four minute pauses of nothing where I've made a mistake in the edit or something. And uh, I believe Red did say, uh, you, you were saying that um, it's, it's like, this is a really front loaded album. Because after about track seven, you, you you said my mind does start to. In fact, after track seven, if they just stopped the album, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I did. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with the rest of these songs, but they've done such a good job on the first half. It's like that's all you needed, lads. I don't know why you're going to all this trouble. This was this was solid. This is great. Just about a Forty year career of EPs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and there's a part of me that thinks Fat Mike would prefer that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, it, it, without uh, yeah, but I think uh, I think that'll be uh, that'll be pretty good. So yeah, Punk Rock Elite. Well, it's why uh, it's the name of the podcast for a reason. It is a, an absolute solid banger, and I think it I think it does the best job of introducing what an album is going to be. Mm. In that it is so so long and thanks for all the shoes is a really cohesive album. It all sounds like it's supposed to be there, and having it start off like that. And those guitars are so brash. They're, yeah. they're so, so. Oh, it's great. Anyway, we have talked about this at length, but yeah, those are those are two uh, two fantastic. <coughs> very, very pleased with that. Let's have a look. Um, so, a little bit broader. Um, your favourite No Effects album, and I think it's only fair we come to Mike first for this one. <laughs> um, I, I think. Because I want to, I want to say Punk and Trouble because, I, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I think Punk and Trouble is, is is the one that that like you know that, that was that's the one that I associate most with with No Effects. Like, yeah, sure. Like the, the yeah. coming of age. Here it is. Here's where they are. But I I, I think that um, uh, Heavy Petency for me really holds a place, and <laughs> and it was it was it was a friend of mine, um, a friend of mine gave me the CD again in my you know when I was in my teens, late teens. He said, Oh, I've heard you like no effects. I hate this. <laughs> 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 so, so I stuck it on. And there's some there's some absolute, absolute bangers on there. I think uh, we, we used to cover um homophobic uh, in, in our set. Uh mm. so we used to, and it's just like again it opens up the album, it's like boom, here you go. Mm. Um 
but I think there's some, I think there's some real really cool songs on there, and I think it gets a little overlooked for album. That's that's as bad deep cuts I get. <laughs> it, it it is a divisive album, <clears throat> yeah. And Particularly on uh, this podcast. <laughs> oh no, no, Red. I think we're fairly united on uh, on our opposition on everything. It's it, it's it's a weird one because there is there is some good songs on it, and um, I just I just find it very strange as an album. It's it's very unusual in the in the canon, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and we do like to rag on it for fun, but, <laughs> but it is broadly for fun. Um, I, th- I, I think I find it very difficult to get past hot dog in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of those in it, but you know, that's where you skip. That's where you go. That's it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, yeah. I remember because we sort of generally listen to the albums a few times over the week leading up to when we discuss them, and and I try very hard not to skip any. Even if I've heard the album loads, I'm like, no, 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 I got to listen to it as an album and and all the rest of it, and that was that was. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no dark the moon. I'm, I'm not sure they they you know <laughs> listen to it. This is, it means something. To listen to a whole. I'm sure they threw a few in there just to see if people were listening. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, apparently, it's it's the one they laboured over the most, and that's why uh, they think it's. But but then. There are people who absolutely love it with a like heavy yeah. things. Best album, mate. Come yeah. on, what are you talking about? And yeah. just there's you know so so clearly there's something, but to have what whatever it is, fifteen albums or something, mm-hmm. and and there's one of them that I think isn't that great. Yeah. It's, not bad, it's not bad going. It's not you know it's not the worst <laughs> thing in the world. There are bands have released two <laughs> albums that I think you know half of their output's shit. So you know, <laughs> it's just uh, one of those heavy things. Zoo, nice. <laughs> Ben, um, I would. So yeah, it's kind of the same as Mike with the whole sort of punk and drublick. You know, it's an obvious, it's an obvious take. Um, but the, I think the next one would be. I think it might be so long. I knew I liked you, Ben. I really did. I knew I liked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Giving all my answers. <laughs> yeah, I think so long. Like, <clears throat> and I love uh, and pump up the volume as well. Is also like, mm. yeah, you know, it's you know more of the same. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I think yeah. So long and thanks for all the shoes. It's just uh, it just has everything in it. It has everything in it. It's got. Uh... It, it's got a, a generous helping of Scar as well for those who like that to be broken. It's got, I think, it's got their best Scar on it as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, who doesn't like a bit of Scar? Yeah. Well, I know a few people, but I, I pay them. I pay them less mind. These days. <laughs> but it, but it is. It, it means that, and there's so many songs on that as well. I know some of them are very very short, but yeah, um, there are so many songs that having things like Scar and uh, and I suppose sort of more of a reggae feel on um, Eat the Meek and stuff. It does. Mm-hmm. It gives it a, a good, a good range of stuff. It's always you, you never get too settled. It never gets dull for me anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. Excellent. Hello, everyone. Eddie here. Red and I hope you're enjoying our show. 
If you have been and would like to help us make it a little more easily, then you can donate to us at our coffee page, which is ko-fi.com forward slash punk rock elite. Or you can look in the show notes for our link tree. If you can't help us financially, we totally understand, but would love it if you spread the word to other people who would like this podcast. We thank you for your continued support. We massively appreciate it. Back to the show. Love it. Um, brilliant. So uh, do you have a favorite lyric that springs to mind from No Effects? Um, for this, this is tough. Whoever yeah. whoever thinks of their answer first can okay. uh, can jump. Well, I, I I know mine. I know mine, and oh, I've had this basically ever. Oh, and it was it was um, music created from devotion, not ambition, not for fame. Lovely. Yeah, I've, I've always 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 loved that that line, and I think I think for for me because you know it was like I was coming to no effects as a as a as a sixteen you know seventeen year old, and and I was like. Um, I wanted to be in a band from 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 those early days. I was like, "This mm-hmm. is it. I want to do band. I want to do punk rock." And 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 it just always held with me. And that was the reason. That's why I want to do punk rock, and that's why I want to be in a band. It was you know music for devotion, not ambition, not for fame. And um and and it's just always stuck. And and you know even you know you always think you know your opinions when you're a sixteen year older pretty rubbish. <laughs> and then you grow and you're like, oh Make God, you're so yeah. mature. But I would still say it. I would still say it right now. You know, I've ne- never, ever, ever wanted, wanted, you know, um, ambition or fame out of being in a band. It's just for the, just for the pure love of, of doing music and having, hmm. having, having a, you know, um, music to listen back to that you've done and playing it for people and all those kinds of things. And I think that it just really, really nailed it for me. Yeah. Uh, I still stick with it today. Amazing. Yeah. Good choice. It's great, and also another. Uh, I mean, we uh, for Red and I. That's the unofficial opening track of uh, of Pump Up the Vallum, because because uh, th- for some reason they just had a joke track opening that one, which is a real shame. Because yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> on, <Ben. clears throat> um. Uh, yeah, this is tough. This is tough. What always sort of spring, what always comes back to me is um, that line: um, uh, "Someone dropped a steamer in the gene pool." <laughs> yeah, sure, right. Yep. It, yeah, it's brilliant, genius. Mm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and um, do you, even like today, what was that? something was? I was at work today, and uh, we had no effects on in the background, and the song that I'd not heard for ages came on. Um, see her pee. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Um, what is it? Uh, what I wouldn't give to see a pee uh, between two parked cars on a well lit street or something. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about there, there is something about the, just the turn of phrase, you know, and 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 um, you know, not going for the obvious rhyme. Which I think is, is really really interesting, and another thing they, that No Effects do, and, and Fat Mike when he's writing, you know, he's, he's clearly telling a story, mm. um, but he just never never ever ever goes for the obvious. You know, it's always yeah. it's always something. Yeah. He's obviously like I say telling a story, so he's got something he wants he wants to convey, but the way that he conveys it, he never takes the obvious route, and I think it's again something that's just brilliant. It makes you want to re-listen and re-listen. You know, even yeah. now, you know, I still I still like. And we, we, went, we went to go see them in Leeds this year, you know, um, with their, 
I still don't quite know all the lyrics. I'm saying, you know, like, yeah. no, 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 no. I must go back and get that lyric. <laughs> uh, you see, when you see everybody else just singing along just as passionately, you know, and he, he does, he, he just knows how to write a great line. And I think that's, mm. a, you know, even a silly one like that, it's just so well put together. Yeah. The, the uh, <laughs> yeah, someone, someone dropped a steamer in the gene pool. Is it, it's, it's sophomoric and crass and crude and is also sort of really salient social commentary. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it sits, because the next line is something like, now angry mob mentalities um no longer the exception, it's the rule. Yeah. And it's like, all right, that's just a couplet now, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah it, it's, it's it's like oh yeah that is right it is people being angry it's it's it is it's great it's um it and again it's that you know um she's gone boggly eyes thing yeah he can, he can in the same in the same couplet he can go from sort of a uh a crude you know mm. a crude blink one i'm doing air quotes blink 182 style someone took a shit somewhere lol (laughs) thing and it also be totally in keeping with what he's talking about and i think that's uh it's a line that not many bands are are capable of doing you know no absolutely i I think i think i i I think a lot of bands are brave enough to do that if if i'm gonna if i'm gonna say that i'm gonna hang my hat on it i think that that there is you know they they've come from I, I I don't know if this is true, but from my from my point of view, you know, <clears throat> no effects. They 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 came out and they they went right. This is who we are, and then and then just as quickly took independence of, of themselves. So mm. then they just went on completely, um, you know, uh, with no boundaries. They could say what they want, do what they want, and they just kept getting more and more successful. Released albums that people bought, people listened to, and and it meant that they they just and you know they could have gone really wild with it but instead they just went you know right well i'm just going to say this i'm just going to do this and i'm just going to write about this mm-hmm. um and, and and i think it it really tells that they're not kind of pigeonholed in, into one particular we must always think about this and i said it before but you know we are the the po band so we must think about this with the goofy bands so, so I, I think that that helps you know them just saying you know ha- having their their own kind of independence to do that with um and it really comes across yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. You, 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 know, I mean, you know, I mean, the, you know, one of the bands they look up to the most, Bad Religion. Mm. You know, went were on a, a major for a little while, and it it didn't do them many favors in the long run. Mm. It, uh, you know, I think at one point, I th- you know, they even sort of re-recorded and re-released 21st Century Digital Boy from their previous album to go oh, yeah. to the next album and all that kind of thing. And it's you sort of really get the impression that um, no effects would really not have wanted to do that. But <laughs> Bad Religion might have gone, oh, finally, we can record Digital Boy the way we wanted to. Or something. I, I don't know. I don't know the story, but it's <clears> one of those. It's like it, you sort of get the feeling that a lot of bands would much rather be like, well, no, we've done that. That's we'll do we'll do the proper version live you know that's where that's where you do the you know the the adapted version or what have you but yeah Yeah. no i think that yeah their independence and their their ability to to do that is is massively important so is a another question 
Do you have a favorite memory that involves no effects? Um, I think um, I was actually thinking about this today, Mike, when we did um, that <laughs> Sunday, um, but it was the covers. It was the, was it actually a Sonic Sunday? Yeah. And, we did, and we did, uh, so we, and we were, no, we were the no effects of the day. So we did a whole set of no effects. Your eyes. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and we, we dressed up and I think we spent, we stopped writing original stuff and spent probably six months trying to rehearse a no effects set with, well, I said we spent a week on like the first six tracks yeah. And then we spent the rest of the time trying to figure out how to play the decline. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, was, it was a good, good time that we were kind of really not, we were in this, this other uh, uh, skate punk band at the time. We were, we were really hitting our stride. Um, and, and then we just kind of put it all on hold because somebody said you should do do this punk rock stars and rise. And then when, when we actually did the gig, you know, there's a, a bands came on and they just kind of did three songs uh, of, of some, you know, uh, that they just learned the week before. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we've gone hard at this. Uh, I mean, we went on and we did. We did, we did about, about five or six uh, songs and then we played the decline all the way through. And, uh, wow. and instead, of, instead of a trombone, uh, Ben had a little kazoo. Oh yeah. Yes. So in, yes. I've, got, I've got a I've actually got a trombone and I did try and play the part. I'm not very good at it. Um, I just couldn't pull it off. Like so I was like, I'll tell you what though, I'll just grab a kazoo, but I'll have it I'll have the trombone on the side of the stage. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. So when it came to the part, I literally picked up the trombone <laughs> and the inside was uh was the kazoo, so I just pulled that out and it started <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well done. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 10 out of 10 there. Absolutely. <laughs> love that. In oh, fact, people brilliant. still, when we, uh, we did a, a, a reform of the band at MPF, um, uh, not last year, but the year before, uh, like after it must be about 15 years or 10 years or so since we stopped it. And we um, uh, and, and people were coming back, and it's the first time they'd seen us play because they never caught us the first time around. They went, Is it true you guys did the decline? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, that's a bold move wow. to do the decline. Yeah. Like, no effects didn't even think they were going to do it, and then, <laughs> and, and then one day they went, "Oh shit, we're gonna, we are going to do it." Yeah, yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I did actually get to see them play the decline at one point. Uh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen them play the decline. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was dead, dead chuffed to see that. It's uh, I, saw, I saw them do it in Madrid, um, which is uh, I think the reason they did it is because they hardly ever played Madrid. <laughs> so we need to we need to do it everywhere we've gigged we need to have done the decline so that was uh that was, uh, that was pretty wild it was that was a long time ago but um yeah it's um it's one of the ones and you know what? I, I don't ever recall hearing anyone say i saw them do the decline and it was shit yeah, like yeah. They, they don't ever do the decline yeah. when they're playing badly they just don't do it I yeah I think they just sort of go, look, we can't do the decline tonight. We're playing absolute dog shit. <laughs> so, you know, which I think is a really, uh, a really impressive uh, ability to, to sort of acknowledge your own. Uh, so yeah. are, are, you, are you sharing that one or do you have any? Uh, uh, 
or uh, other ones maybe i've got to i've got to share that one although that was basically because my memory is absolutely shit um so i'm gonna steal that one but i have to say that that um that going to see their um the the lead show this year was 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 something. Oh yeah, that was something else, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we were all there. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were there too. I think. Just, yeah. I, I think. I think there was, you know, a, a lot as I, as I say about nostalgia, a lot of nostalgia, and and I think everyone just kind of let go. You know, everyone knew knew why they were there. They knew what they were watching. They played it. Yeah. I thought they played a cracking set. Super long. Yeah. You know, played yeah. everything on point. You know, well, it's on point. It's no offense. Yeah. Yeah, they um, were really, really good. I think it was were, one, yeah, yeah. I think it was one of the best shows of that run. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, because I don't remember anybody saying, "God, they were a bit off at Leeds." Like yeah. they were, yeah, yeah. they were, no, no, they were really, really cracking. Yeah. And then uh, I caught the Melvinator set afterwards, which is right. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Wow. <laughs> you must have le- you must have left halfway through no effects to get there in time. Uh, no, 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 no. We stuck it till the end and, and got there. We a friend of ours was putting it on, so he's uh, oh god. Nice. Yeah, it's um, that one. I was I was just thinking, uh, I could, but no. <laughs> I, I live in the other direction, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, it was a, a cracking show. I've seen a few videos that people have taken of it as well. And yeah, with yeah. any luck, they'll uh, release the files one day. Uh, <laughs> wonderful. Um, so here's a, a bit more of a, a sort of abstract idea. Do you uh, what do you recommend to be the best way in? For a, a non-fan of no effects, be the way you'd introduce them. Do you know, I, I, I would, I would say, I, I would. I think it's difficult to to just go. Here's an album, listen to it, and this is the band because, you know, just by just by the, the very conversation we've had about picking your favorite albums, you know, the, mm-hmm. they're intrinsically tied to parts of your life, you know, where. Yeah either where you got into them or key moments in your life or, you know, whatever. And that, and that goes for, for individual songs as well. So I, I think the way that I would do it and the way that I would tell my kids when, when they're old <laughs> enough to appreciate it is, is I would say, you know, this is the quintessential, um, you know, skate punk band, mid-90s skate punk band. And, you know, this the, these, these guys took, you know, music from being, um, hardcore, you know, the hardcore scene, the perfect hardcore, and all the pop punk that you hear now, these are the guys in the middle who made it happen. Um, you know, they made that transition happen. And it's almost like given given a, a bit of a, you know, in my, my narrow scope that I have <laughs> of music knowledge, but given a bit of a, a history lesson and a music lesson of why that's so important, you know. And it's almost a case of saying, you know, okay, now, now you've heard that, you can listen to the bands either side and you can see where they plugged that gap and how they did it so well. And transitioned, you know, um, punk rock into into the lives of so many people. When I don't think it would have quite got there without them. Wow, historical content. That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one, Mike. Great answer. <laughs> what, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you hear a good answer and go, "Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant." <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I can't really add much more to that. I was just going to say, give them. Liberal animation. 
Start here. Make your way. Make your way through that. <laughs> Here's a stack of CDs. <laughs> yeah, do it in order, like you're supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's fantastic i love that that's um yeah i think yeah i'm not sure anyone's um anyone's done it via history lesson i don't know if you can recall anyone uh no i i don't think so but it's good i like it i think because uh, i think well I, I think that no effects try to contextualize themselves a lot or well certainly lyrically because you know mike spends half his time talking about what punk used to be like and how he misses you know well, certainly very nostalgic views of of the scene that he, that they came through uh and all the rest of it so you know clearly and he's yeah i mean he started a, a museum of punk rock so clearly hysteric historical hysterical context as well historical context is important to the guy so uh i think that's probably apt yeah, he's probably he's probably at that point where he's thinking, you know, what what am I going to leave behind? You know, what <clears throat> going to remember either his band for or you know that era of punk rock. You know, are people going to remember it? How are they going to remember it? Um, and I think he's, you know he's, he's doing a, a good job of making sure people do remember it. You know, being a oh yeah, time capture. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think um, yeah, I think he's sort of <laughs> I I imagine. Uh, I mean, this is there's nothing to back this up, but it wouldn't surprise me if someone said, "Wow, some of these songs of yours, Mike, they're like a sort of a punk rock museum." And he went, "What did you just say?" <laughs> no, no, nothing. Yeah, you, you're right. I am going to start one. No, I didn't mean that, Mike. Right off, I go. And <laughs> went off, started looking for massive plots of land in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I I dramatize all of these things because it's more fun. Um. Lovely. Well, we've got uh, we've got two questions left. So, uh, for anyone who'd like to answer first, what do you think No Effects' legacy is? Oof. Um. I said that I'd edit that one out, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> no, if anything, I'm going to stretch that one out. <laughs> That's okay. I think they're uh, <clears throat> just their DIY sort of ethic of everything. Mm-hmm. Just because they've, they've, you know, they've they've just stuck to it, and you know, kudos to them, and you know, what an absolute career they've they've made out of, you know, doing it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Firstly, and it, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, yeah, I was thinking about. Um, about this uh i was thinking about this when we went to see them at leeds you know obviously that you're calling it a day and things you kind of sit there and you go you know okay let's get into this a little bit <clears throat> there's there's uh you know um <clears throat> pop punk especially and <clears throat> some of the older acts and things and you know their members are, are, are not you know nice people and it's all you know it's come to the front um that, that they did not very nice things to, to people um and, and, you know, you, you then sit there, you know, I'm, I'm now, you know, in my very, very late thirties and I'm seeing a lot of these bands I used to listen to going, oh, actually that guy was an, an absolute pest and an awful person. You know, you sit there going, well, well, who's next? You know, who else did I look up to? You know, he's, hmm. he's, he's going to come out that they were an you know, absolute bastard of a person. 
And uh, we're not there yet. But I think, you know, I, th I think what No Effects did was they, they, you know, like we were saying before, they sang about a lot of different things. And I think they also sang about um, uh, uh, about things that were quite, um, that would have split people back then when they were writing them, but they had the confidence to, to just write about these things, you know, um, and, and bring issues to the front. And, you know, um, uh, and, and I think that, that I would like to see their legacy be one of um, a, a band who just weren't afraid to talk about things, but they would always talk about the right things, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Absolutely. And, I, and I, I think that probably ties into what Ben was saying about the DIY thing, that they didn't have a record label saying, please don't say that. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, the head of the label <laughs> was the one saying that stuff. So that meant that they could, you know, I think even on one of the really recent ones off of that most recent box set, there's a, a song on there which has the line, um, most bands I know have at least one creep. <laughs> like literally talking about there being like you know fucking sex offenders in in but you know the music is full of creepy old twats yeah. it's like all right okay so you know well i mean it's like well we're not going on tour anymore we don't have to <laughs> don't have to uh, you know um worry about who we take on tour anymore i guess but it's uh which and also, I mean, that was recorded well before um, the, you know the recent anti flag stuff came mm -hmm. out, and so to have that come out around that time is like, well, there you go. Can't can't say he was wrong, can you? It's uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. difficult, but yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that that the not just having that independence, but using it in the way that you talk about is uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Fantastic. Well, we're, we're on to our final question now, Mike and Ben of the Latchkey mm -hmm. Kids. And it's, uh, it's it's been an interesting one to ask. Um, who's your favorite member of NoFX? Each favorite member of the Spice Girls. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's when we go completely smash hits. We want to know. <clears throat> it was on your wall, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> But do you write on your exercise books? <laughs> uh, um, favorite member? Sure, I smelly. Oh, nice, nice. Smelly, just because the guy is so positive and happy, like a hundred percent of the time, hmm. and. Um, <clears throat> Especially through what all of those guys together have been through as well, yeah. and he's just—I don't know. There's—he's just got such a level head about him. Um, yeah. He's a funny guy as well. He's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to go smelly. I'm gonna go nice, smelly. like it. Uh, and I told you right at the start, I'm all about the hits. So I've got to go with Mike. I think he's just, just an incredible songwriter, uh, and just an incredible stage personality. Um, and you know, like I said, all, all the things to do with these independent you know, record labels and everything, uh, and even now doing the doing the museum, not letting things, not letting the you know the legacy die and things. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just been an incredible force for uh, for punk rock. Uh, somebody that, that yeah, I uh, never met, but would uh, still like to at one point. Even then, say never meet your heroes. Um, maybe I should. <laughs> <laughs> just in case. You know. 
I don't know. It's it's one of those. Yeah, I know. You think, um, yeah, you think. Would you be? Could you be disappointed by meeting Smelly? Probably not. Could you potentially be disappointed by meeting Fat Mike if he wasn't in the mood to be met? I imagine yeah. you could. You could. Yeah. Which is kind of what I like about it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. It's 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 it's. There's an honesty. There's a uh, you know. He's not putting putting on a front or anything. But yeah, it's that thing of yeah. Because you know, you meet you sometimes meet people who you sort of you know who you admire and and you go, oh thank God. And and it's really probably just because you met them on a day where they weren't having a shit time. <laughs> you know, it's uh, if you'd have met them, you know, two hours later, or if they hadn't managed to get something to eat, or they'd not slept well, or whatever, you'd probably think they were a jerk and you'd hate the shit for the rest of your life. But you know, I feel like you'd probably still meet Mike and go, yeah, he's a dick. But at least now I know. was <laughs> 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 normal. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose there are some. Uh, yeah, there are there are some people who you'd feel a bit a bit let down if they were like, "Oh, hi, mate. Oh, thanks. Oh, yeah, no, oh, it's lovely to meet you." You'd be like, "Uh, really? What you want is it?" You know, it's. I'm just trying to think of who who that could possibly. Be. But you know, the sort of, you know, but the, the comedian David Mitchell, if he wasn't slightly put out at having to talk to you, you'd be like, oh, "I've not really met David Mitchell, have I?" That's yeah. not. Yeah. You'd you know you'd you'd you know if he was like all smiles and happy about it you'd be like okay. he just puts it on for the cameras you'd be disappointed. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ben and Mike. What do you have uh, in the Latchkey Kid pipeline coming up that we should go and yeah. uh, investigate? Gosh, well, we have um, uh, a bunch of gigs coming up. Our winter selection uh, of, of gigs. We've done our, our summer gigs. <laughs> We're now transitioning to winter. So uh, out come the big coats and the hats. Um, so check out our um, Instagram, which is Latchkey Kids Music, uh, for, for those dates. And we are working towards a new release in uh, probably January. So we've got a, a couple of uh, a couple of singles coming out before then, and a couple of videos. So please yeah. do check them out. We'd love to see you at some shows. Amazing. We'll put all the details in the podcast description, so you can uh, you at home can go and find them, and uh, hopefully go and see them. Hopefully they'll be in uh, a town near you, uh, and if they are, make the effort and go because we could all do with some more of that going on. Mm-hmm. Mike and Ben, uh, you truly are punk rock elite. Thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you. you. So yeah, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, we'll see you at MPF. We'll have a pint and talk more no effects. Absolutely. Yeah, let's yes, we will. There we go. It's a date. Uh, so look out for four people having a pint at MPF. It could be us. Uh, <laughs> that'll narrow it down. Thanks a lot, lads. Appreciate it. Right, take care. Cheers. Well, there we go. That was the Latchkey Kids. Um, they're fans, aren't they? And lovely people. Really, really nice to have them. Really, really pleased to have them along. So uh, go and check out their stuff. All the links for their stuff uh, will appear in the podcast description. Um, and uh, while you're at it, you can you know, do your subscribing and your reviewing your five stars for us. Uh, and if you have anything you'd like to add, to the following, then uh, please, Punk Rock Elite Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I do beg your pardon. Um, we do have a, a little bit of um, correspondence. 
just a little. Um, was, um, the Last Believer pod, which is a podcast about good riddance, Basically, uh-huh. we're just slowly finding all of the very specific one-band podcasts <laughs> and sort of slowly making friends with them all, which is nice. Um, said on an Instagram post, would love to hear you two talk a little about how strong all the side one song twos are. Okay. Uh, this is in reference to the War on Errorism episode we released last week. So I'm guessing we always talk about opening songs, don't we? we we're, we're quite obsessed yeah with but but for some reason last believer pod think we should start talking about how strong the second songs on all out al- on the albums are okay i, I can't I, think of what they are off the top of my uh, head. leave us alone uh your favorite one irrationality of rationality oh fuck but yeah they're both they're both song twos they're onto something yeah, they, yeah i mean just those two themselves are like wait a minute those are two bona fide classics what's um is the fixer the quitter, the quitter. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think so. Oh, um, uh, Happy Father's Day. Our first dish, first ditch effort. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Not as not as good as track three, but that's that's for another that's for another episode. Uh, yeah, I think there's. Yeah. Well, anyway, but, but that's an interesting one. It's. Um, I think we have to be careful there because there's going to be some people out there who sticking in my eye. Sticking in my eye, yeah. Wow. Actually, yeah, no, they have uncovered something here. We were so blinded <laughs> by the first tracks. We were. We completely ignored. Oh, do you know what? That's Last Believer Pod. I I did wonder, and now, yep, after the tiniest bit of research, we've discovered you're entirely correct. We yeah. will... Uh... It would be interesting, wouldn't it, if that was, if that was how our mixtapes... <laughs> if, if, if we just did mixtapes of just... The first of all the albums, the second of all the albums. It'd be interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's not seeing double, is it? Seeing double might could be. Or is it USA Holes? Either way. Yeah, either way. You're right. Either way, I think those are those are two solid ones. Well, thank you for that, uh, Last Believer Pod. If you're a good riddance fan, go and check them out. They talk about three songs per episode. And uh yeah, well worth doing if you're a good riddance fan. Or if you'd like to become a Good Riddance fan. Yeah. There you go. There's something else. Um, I am slightly upset that none of our guests have yet said the best way to introduce no effects to a non-fan is our podcast. But Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's because they've correctly identified that that is not the best way to introduce <laughs> Yeah, maybe they're onto something. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think, uh, I think their, um, their elegant silence is uh, an apt and correct response. <laughs> well, if you have any other... If, if you feel track whatever number across all albums is well worth looking into, then uh, do give us a shout. Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we will see you next time. Thanks a lot, Red. Thank you, Eddie. Bye. Thank you for listening to Punk Rock Elite. It was a pick-scraped and fruitcake co-production by Eddie French and Red Redmond. If you're not following us on Instagram or subscribe to the podcast, please do. The main theme and production was done by Eddie French. Please contact us at punkrockelitepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you.